special shout out to King of the Creek, my boo, Bike Will. Thank you for showing me what unconditional love is, what forgiveness is, dedication, loyalty. I appreciate you and love you more than you'll ever know. Thank you for making Black love work. Special shout out to my love, Arthur. I appreciate you. And thank you for always having my back when I feel like I'm alone and you reassure me that you're always there for me and in my corner. And I appreciate you for showing me what black love really can do for you. Love you. Ooh, saucy. <laughs> A razzle dazzle. Peace, family. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to episode 15 of Air It The Fuck Out. I'm so grateful and so thankful to new and returning listeners alike. Shout out to Russia, new country on the map. Listeners in Russia, bless your heart. Keep in mind that this is not your traditional podcast. It's not going to be politically correct. But nevertheless, let's get it. Hey y'all, it's your girl, Queen Smoke. Many of you may be wondering why I chose a podcast as my platform. To keep it real with you, I don't want to be looked at. I want to be listened to. I know that if I got your attention, I can get into your head. Now, I'm going to need all the bitches, all the niggas, and all the bitch niggas to leave the building. Because it's time to air it the fuck out. This week, we're going to talk about unrequited love in the Black community and how it affects us in 2022. Welcome back to episode 15 of Eric the Fuck Out. I'm thankful and so grateful that you came back another week. This week, my co-host is my bestie, my ace boon coon, my real life homegirl. Hello, it's Queenie. Queenie back in the building. Thank you so much for returning. Just I appreciate this conversation. Um, this week's topic of unrequited love. I feel like it's a big issue in our community that we really don't discuss. So let's take it from the beginning. And I'll tell you what it means. So unrequited love or one-sided love is love that is not openly reciprocated or understood as such by the beloved. The beloved may not be aware of the admirer's deep and pure affection or may consciously reject it. The Merriam-Webster online dictionary defines unrequited as not reciprocated or returned in kind. Mm. I know that was a lot to digest and unpack, but we're going to get into it. So, sis, what was the first, I guess, how how has um, unrequited love shown up in your life? What was the first memories of that being a part of your life? Um, my first memories with unrequited love, I would have to say, I would have to say that it's, um... Like, I want to say when I was like in elementary and I liked somebody and I was just like, 
I really liked a little black boy. He didn't like me because I was flat chest and other girls had chest. And I was just like, wow, I really like him. And I'm so nice to him and he's so rude to me, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I just kind of was like, dang, why don't he like me? So for a long time, I was like, I'm never going to date black guys. Right. When I was, even when I was a kid, but I was thinking like, I'm never going to date black guys. And that really like kind of put, like it kind of scarred me because he was like, I wasn't good enough, you know? Right. Oh yes, nothing worse than the black boys, especially the one you like. It be like for me, it was always the chocolate blackest, darkest, most Man. handsome. <laughs> like I have all. I'm not a colorist by far. I date. I like who like me, but my preference, my whole life has been just black as Wesley Snipes, like beautiful, you know. And so, you know, going to school every day with those young black, beautiful young men. They don't, they don't be checking for you, let's be real. They don't be checking for you. They be checking for them Latina mommies, the light-skinned mommies, and that's just what it is. Anybody, if you please email me if you disagree because I know that I'm not lying. Ain't no cap over here. But anywho, you know, like my experience with black men has been pretty, you know, we're going to talk about that. Anywho, in turn, how has that shown up in your adult relationships? Or have you just had good, I mean... I don't know if there's there's 7 billion people on the planet. So, you know, maybe in some way, shape, or form, somebody's experience has been pleasant dating. You know, they always got a good man or always got a good woman. But for me, no, that has not been. Not. How about with you? That has not been the case for me. Like, I feel like I kissed enough frogs that I should have met my primsa already, you know? Mm, yeah. Or whatever they say, you know? Right. But, um... I think the one that I am now is the realest that I ever had. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I get what you think. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? It's yes. like the one that I'm in now mm -hmm. is the realest that I've ever had. Right. That I felt like the love was mutual. Okay, okay. And, you know, so... So you think this love is a two-way street? Yes, it is. It's not a one-way. <laughs> it's not a one-way no. highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so not I feel... Not highway. I feel like this one right here is mm -hmm. real and it's reciprocated, you know? Absolutely. And I think, you know, both of us, you know, going on 16 years this year of our friendship, you know, which sisterhood. I, our sisterhood, exactly, which I very much so appreciate, but we were both late bloomers, you know, since I've met you, since I've known you, we've always been pretty much focused on our goals, focused on education, like, from day one, we always talked about that. Like, we talked about the niggas, too. Let's be, like, be you know, real. we don't be real. We talked about the men. But, like, we've always been fucked. Everybody that know us, when you say our name, they know that it's tied to motivation. It's tied to inspiration. It's tied to goal chasing and goal setting, you know, and trying to become the best bosses that we can be in this lifetime, you know. So we were late bloomers. And I feel like it was, like, at a disadvantage. We talk about this all the time. I feel like we were kind of at a disadvantage because by the time we, you know, early 20s, mid-20s, starting to barely date, um, like, everybody's damaged. Like, everybody was damaged goods. I feel like we got we got a lot of experiences. They were, I, won't, I won't say, like, you know, you can never really, how can I say, like, we weren't deserving of it. Yeah, we weren't deserving of the situations that we got. We came pure-hearted. But at that point, you know, people were starting to date 15, 16, fresh out of high school, and we were the late bloomers. So we getting kind of, we got a lot of scraps. We got kind of like, 
they already had jaded images right, because they've exactly. been with thank you, these thank little you. girls or mm-hmm. whoever they've been with for years. So when you coming in pure hearted and you kind and you speaking life into them and they're not used to that. Mm-hmm. So when you're not used to something, you're not going to know how to appreciate it because you're used to turmoil and somebody putting you down. So when you get that, you kind of get scared of it mm-hmm. and you mistreat that person. Right. You know, Absolutely. Have you? has that been your experience as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. Yes. I feel like from the very beginning, um, my first relationship, well, you know, my first relationship. <laughs> I gotta oh laugh about God. it. Okay. Okay, my very first, you know what Drake said, the first one was the sweetest, but the cut was the deepest, and that's true. He wasn't a brother, but, you know, I was very much so in love um, with the Latino, you know what I mean? But he he was a brother on the inside. A but I feel right. like that was a, a, I knew him, I'm him at 16, so that was like just a very much fresh um, I want to talk to you all the time. Brought out a lot of good qualities in myself. Just a really cool experience. But the first relationship that I, you know, was in in adulthood that led to my my first, you know, sexual encounter. I was 20 when I met him. 22 when the get down was the get down happened. But um, basically, you know, it was a good relationship. But it was just a lot of... Now that I'm looking back on it, it was a lot of bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Like I appreciate. I'm not. I'm not the kind of woman that down talk nobody that I've been with. But some of you motherfuckers, some of y'all like did me dirty. You motherfucker. You gotta like. Like I'm healed, of course. Like I have a great person. Like my. This is the realest. Like you said, this is the realest relationship I've ever been in. But previously, like it took a lot of work to get to where I am now. Like a lot of heartache. You know, when you are disappointed in love, you kind of want to give up, but. One thing that I noticed about us, like we do get bruised, we do get heartbroken. But I'm one thing about me, I love me a black man, and I'm gonna always have one. So no matter what, <laughs> no matter who, <laughs> I'm gonna love. I need to be a man, Albert. <laughs> yeah, and it's like <clears throat> I want to piggyback on what you were saying. Like we've been through so much. Mm-hmm. Like my first that first cut is the deepest like the heartbreak I went through so much like Mm -hmm. and it was basically because I wasn't sexually active Mm -hmm. and he's like if you don't lose your virginity to me mind you I was 22 he's like if you don't lose your virginity to me I don't see this going anywhere and that's where I felt like that was my real first first experience of unrequited love because it's like I waited for you you couldn't wait for me you know and I guess pussy was that important to him. Right. You know, that he could not appreciate that he had a good female. But, you know, again, he was young. You know what I'm saying? But there, there's really no excuse because when I was young, too, and I knew what I wanted, you know what I'm saying? And I waited for you, and I felt like you could have waited for me, but it didn't happen that way. And like Nick uh, said, we went through a lot of shit that we did not have to because we were coming in so pure hearted and they already was jaded. And I'd be having conversations like at these point when I was, you know, dating, doing my thing, you know, my young adulthood, seeing what I like, seeing what I wasn't going to tolerate, tolerating a lot of shit too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Real. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I always got a little bit of effort because I felt like my conversation with a lot of these people that I have dated was the fact that like, they feel like, oh, this is too good to be true. Oh, like, I don't want to give my all because I have before. I, like, I always said I got the experience of, like you said, the jaded experience. So, 
I was experiencing someone that already been hurt, went out their way, bought the gifts, you know, put what was very vulnerable, put their heart on the line for some woman that didn't, or some, you know, some young lady that didn't reciprocate that energy. So when it came to me, it was like, I was always putting out the, the more, putting out more energy, you know, breadcrumb. I mean? That's right. what they call yeah. it nowadays. You being breadcrumb. It's like, I'm being, I'm showing up. I'm putting both feet in. You got one foot in and one foot out. Right. You, right. you know, it's not no hot and cold. It's they want to be lukewarm. And I was just like, I'm like full force in it. Mm-hmm. If I tell you that I'm for you, then I'm really for you. It's not I'm halfway in, halfway out. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And a lot of these dudes, they didn't have that experience. And then they hear, they see this one. She's speaking life and she's she's being nice to me and she encourages me and she makes me feel like I can conquer the whole world. But why is she doing this? Is there something she's, they're scared Mm -hmm. in a sense because they've never experienced that. So they give us, because they haven't experienced such type of good female of that caliber, Mm -hmm. they give us the pain. Right. Instead of the women that they were chasing that was giving them the pain, they want to give the pain to the people that's speaking life into them and building them up. And I have to agree with you in the sense that it seems like a lot of men, you know, they choose that they run to the toxicity, whether from childhood. We, we we know well enough to know now that a lot of things that we do in adulthood is related directly from childhood trauma and things that we witness in our caregivers or the adults in our life or the parents in our life, you know, us mimicking their behavior. So whether it was positive or negative, nine times out of ten, that's what we're going to do. It takes a lot to choose to do different. It takes a lot to break a generational curse. But as you stated, like, you know, a lot of us, a lot of young men, a lot of black men, they come from households where, you know, it was headed by a single woman. So they have these traits of, you know, very feminine qualities, which is which is fine, you know, it's okay, but sometimes it's almost problematic, you know? And they were headed by a single woman, so they're going to embody her her emotions, you know what I mean? And with, for a young black male, we already know that they're pretty much, their heart is beat unconscious from a very young age. They don't really feel much or can't really express it. So women, we coming in very emotional. The black man is coming in almost emotionless and then we expect to make love work you know and that's always a problem for us yeah it is because when they're kids they're told oh stop crying like a little girl and they're not allowed to express their feelings Mm -hmm. and to be a kid and hear that that's kind of that's trauma that's traumatizing so when you grow up in your adult life and somebody's trying to love you correctly you don't know how to love them correctly right and that's why it's always this thing about unrequited love because this person this girl knows how to love you but you don't have the what do I want to say you don't have the capabilities to love her or show emotion Mm -hmm. you could love her to death but you don't know how to show that because you were always taught to stop acting like a little girl stop crying like a little girl and a lot of times it's the mother's fault and the father's fault for not allowing their kids to express themselves and also back to the parents as well like also showing your child that it was healthy to stay in an environment where from a father you were very aggressive or putting your hands on your female you know for the mother where you were you know putting up with aggressive putting up with an aggressive male putting up with someone physically assaulting you in front of your children if you guys um think that they won't grow up and mimic these behaviors you gotta be kidding me and you have to understand that children they're not gonna do what you say they're gonna do as you do and so if it's something that you don't like, something that you, you know, maybe seeing in your child of the things that you have done or the way that you act, maybe it's time to take a big look in the mirror and start changing some of those behaviors because 
your children are going to copy and embody you and all the negative things that you bring along they will show that will show up that will show up again through your children so we got to really take a, a um a big glance at that and start to adjust our behavior So Child had a song that came out early 2000 titled Love, one of my favorite songs. Man. And my favorite part was the chorus. And it go a little something like love. So many people use your name in vain. Love. Those who have faith in you sometimes go astray. Love. Through all the ups and downs, the joys and hurts. Love. For better or worse, I still will choose you first. In our community, I have, I made a conscious decision, you know, in the beginning of the year to, to start cultivating my social media around my interests. So like I have been unfollowing pages that show a lot of disputes between black women and black men. Cause you know, in our community, it's modern women versus traditional. It's the city girls versus the pick me's. The city girls versus the city boys, black men versus black women, the Sims versus Pookie, the Hotels versus the Israelites, and so on and so so forth. So I have made it my, you know, a conscious decision to, um, of course, like I like to, you know, have those conversations with people and, you know, uplift my kings and queens, but I get tired of it being an everyday thing. Like it really is a conversation that is literally, you know, like destroying us. It's not, it's not making no unity. So, like, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think black love is such taboo, even related to music, Soul Child's lyrics, you know? Why is it a, a something in vain? Why do people really act like or commit to loving you or saying that they do and they do not show it? What is it about black love that gives black people a run for our money? First of all, black love since the beginning of time has never been accepted during the slavery times and I hate to give you a history lesson they would take Please men from <laughs> they would they would take men from their wives and separate them just to destroy the black family and they did so they doing it now the government is doing it welfare um section a your man can't live with you your man can't be on your case you you know putting him on child support and it's never it's to divide and conquer it's never to it never I've never seen it's very it's like rare that i see a black woman and a black man in love on tv you know and oftentimes it's indoctrination through the music like they be like i don't give a fuck about a bitch but then you got billy ray cyrus singing his heart out about a little white girl that they run off with another white boy but he's still in love with her and he's willing to forgive her and then we got niggas singing fuck a bitch you know like and i think social media has a lot to play in it because it makes you feel like you got so many options and you're like well she don't act right i'm gonna get somebody else and granted you do have options or whatever but i i remember a quote i think you told me that one bad bitch be five funky hoes like you can have all them girls but or you can have all them men but if you ain't if none of them is solid and when you backed up in the against in the corner you backed in the corner if nobody come and help you them five motherfuckers that you had was worthless. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, black, it's toxic. 
because what are we seeing? What you, what do you like? Like you said, you conscious about who you follow now, and you're cleaning it up because you don't want to see that things. Because sometimes subconsciously you become what you are feeding yourself spiritually, mentally. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I wanted to just cut in and relate that to Hitler and the Holocaust. You know, we gotta be touchy touchy when we speak of these things. But my point that I wanted to make was. You know, nobody took it seriously when Hitler started to kind of put the Aryan race out there, blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, mind you, this food didn't look like that. But, you know, nobody paid the posters any attention. Nobody paid the commercials any attention, you know, until it was too late and so many Jews were killed. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with this music. Have you noticed every, almost every hip hop artist from our, from growing up, their children, their black sons, they don't, none of them have a black woman. None of them. Because subconsciously you taught your, you taught your own children. You taught the, these young men that we're growing up with. You teaching the new, the new fellas, the new young, you know what I mean, the, the new age young boys, the new generation of the millennials and the, you know, generation X Y Z, whatever, <laughs> wherever we are at this point. But you taught them that hoes can't be trusted. These hoes ain't loyal. You have subconsciously taught them that can't trust thoughts. You have sub, sub, subconsciously taught them that black women are bitches and hoes, and that that bitch is just worth twerking. And to, you know, gotta get a dick to get, gotta get a bitch to get your dick sucked. That's it, and that's all. That's what have that black women have been deduced to. And the thing that drop, grinds my gears, that I get so upset and hurt with, all the time. Like I'm not perfect by far, but one thing I do respect is modesty as a black woman. But the fact that we are throwing ourselves, you know what I mean, to the fire before anybody, any any man have to rap about it, because we saying it first. We saying it is standing up. It's not an anthem to me. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. This is all brainwashing because what you listen to okay well my man but this is like as being a black woman we are the most disrespected discarded it's like they treat you like an afterthought Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and it comes from the music what are what are you feeding yourselves you know what i'm saying it comes from the music the government they you know it's just they discard you you know michelle obama was in office she's that was a black family i'm you know i'm not a democrat nor am i a republican because i've always still had to work if there was president started to go on a tangent but yeah i still had to work and pay my own bills they never did really did shit for me um but they was calling her a monkey in heels because as i've seen white couples and Mexican couples and they're able to love each other. They don't give a fuck if they bitch look like uh, Shamu. You know what I'm saying? And they loving on her in public versus a black man. If you a certain way, he don't want you because he got to put up this facade. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. oh, she got to be this and she got to be bad. Not saying like, not she good for my heart. She made me happy. A lot of a lot of people in the black community, men and women and non-binary alike. Yes. Just like you mentioned, it's not about who is the best fit for me. Who is it's the best? Who's the good, most good looking for me? And a lot of people, men and women alike, right. and non-binaries alike, have overlooked and had to turn around and do a U-turn, had to spin a block because of somebody's, you know, because of their looks. A lot of people, especially my sisters, I hear them saying that, you know, because a lot of dudes, you'll see dudes after getting hurt and getting their heart broke so many times, you'll see them with Plain Jane. That's why all these rappers, you know, they talk about the baddest bitches and all the baddest bitches are single. So, I mean, something I adding up. But they, be, they, they date the Plain Jane. They date the Plain Jane. And then these bad bitches get mad that, damn, like, you know, how did this multimillionaire or this mogul or this athlete, his wife ain't shit. Like, she, you know, she is shit. But 
the, the, the perception of social media. She ain't got the best body. She plain Jane. But that's who men want. They Eventually, they look for somebody that speaks to their spirit. Women do too. Don't get me wrong. Eventually, you got you to gotta stop breaking your own heart. You know, at times, I feel like a lot of women, they say like, oh, we say things like, oh, we want our best friend in a man. But then you have a best male friend like, oh, no, he my friend though. So sometimes you friend zone somebody who could have been your husband and you're not realizing it or recognizing it until like we spe- we, we uh, just spoke up earlier. Your experience is showing that, you know, this person got to jump through hoops because you've been hurt and you're not trusting and you're not vulnerable. And this person really loves you and they're really showing it. But you're so um, anchored to the past and anchored to your pain that the healing feels the hit, the, the hurting feels better than the healing at times. Uh, and like you said earlier, like a lot of that is trauma. Their trauma, like they they go on how they see their mothers be loved and how their dads loved women or how their dad treated women. They and to them that was their norm. You know what I'm saying? So even when you in relationships, you gotta break generational curses right. that they've experienced with them. You gotta tell them like, oh no, this is not okay. Okay, I wanna I wanna ask you something. Mm-hmm. Playing into what you just said, that you have to break generational curses. So we come from different backgrounds. My parents was married, we're married, you know, still the best of friends. We're, we're together for almost 30 years. You come from a, a single mother home, you know, a single parent home. Ever since I've known you, you've been a boss, doing what you have to do. Don't like asking for anything. Don't like asking for help. Well, give the shirt off your back, but don't want it. <laughs> Even if you need it, will not, you know, where did that come from? Like, did that start from? Being, having a, a, a house headed by a single parent, a single mom, a boss woman? I think it stemmed from that, and it, that's like kind of like daddy issues. Right. Because he was the first man that disappointed me. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to do everything on my own and not depend on no man. Right. And I felt like I didn't need a man or I didn't want one in that sense because my dad was the first person to break my heart. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my mom has always been there and he was just allowed to be in and out, in and out. And I'm not saying he was a bad person, but, you know, it was immature. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You got kids, you got daughters. And just a side note real quick, if you got a daughter out there and you listening, be there for your child. Be there for your child. Even if the mother tries to make it difficult, go to court. We will be setting up having businesses helping y'all because I believe that girls need their dad just because the things that I've experienced so me being overworking myself me being independent because it's daddy issues I didn't have the daddy issues where I was trying to bounce from dude to dude to dude to dude just to fill a void I have the issues where I felt like he disappointed me and these niggas is not gonna get the chance to yeah speaking for you I know for a fact that your issues you kind of if anything if anything your issues were from low-key like you said not wanting anybody to penetrate your heart you already built a shield even me when we first met (laughs) you know my ass i used to give you hugs and shit used to literally like just like not no reaction no reaction yeah like and i was like damn but over like it didn't take long you know but it just took like i feel like me showing up as just a consistent friend a safe space and i feel like maybe in your life you didn't have many you know so when I when is it when I was able to penetrate that I I was exposed to just the sweetest we, sixteen years in you know what I mean we almost pushing two decades like these niggas didn't even make it you know what I mean like no. you have just made me grow in so many different ways you know what I mean but I always knew that it was just the the vulnerability of the fear of vulnerability because like like you said the most important person the the blueprint I didn't have one. 
my blueprint was pretty good. You know, my dad, he, I took the good shit, left the bullshit. But my blueprint, as far as like how he treated me and the life that I, but you know, speaking life into me and always being there and the unconditional support and love that I had, not having to search for that. I never had a boy. That's why I said I was a late bloomer and um, dated. Because my focus was on school, you know what I mean? Getting the best grades that I could, going to college or whatever. So I never was focused on a boy. Never realized I had one. And I feel like for you, you just kept yourself busy and kept yourself going and didn't really want anybody to, like, knock those walls down. Yeah, it most definitely. Like, I didn't. And when they be like, oh, most most times when they say daddy issues, it's girls jumping from dude to dude and trying to fill a void and being in a relationship. And mine was, like, I am a workaholic. And I wouldn't give people the time today to get close to me and get to know me. When um, some people tried to get to know me, I sometimes would self-sabotage. And I would do things or I would not answer my phone or play little games because I would be like, shit, my daddy disappointed me. This nigga's not going to get a chance to do it. You get what I'm saying? So I kind of was like, um, and not to bash my father, you know, people make mistakes, but you got to understand you brought these kids here. You understand? So you deal with what you deal with in your corner, but still show up for your kids. Um, And it's just like, I feel like I've dealt with a lot of unrequited love from emotionally unavailable guys because me, myself, was emotionally unavailable. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like sitting here and I kept wondering, I'm like, why am I attracting motherfuckers that don't like me back? that don't like me the same in the same context that I like them. Right. And it was because in my heart, I wanted to be in love with somebody because I've never experienced genuineness from anybody. But subconsciously, I was not, I was emotionally unavailable. Right. And that's why I was attracted to motherfuckers that was emotionally unavailable too. And once you sit there and you look at yourself and you check yourself, you put your motherfucking self in check. Like, am I being vulnerable? Am I giving, am I allowing myself to feel things? Am I allowing myself, am I emotionally available? And I was not. God dang, God dang, God dang. Bravo, sis. Like, I feel like even that conversation, you know, cause we have one thing about us, like we are very accountable friends. Like you, you are, you hold me to, you hold me accountable more than I hold myself accountable. You know what I mean? I think it's vice versa. Yes. <laughs> before you even have to check me. But sometimes you do, of course, respectfully. It's always respectful. I try to check myself before anybody has to check me. That's my motto in life. Yes. But you know, when I slip, when I fall, when my ego is bigger than my love or bigger than my pride, you always are there to let me know. I just love the fact that you don't condone my bullshit. You know, you don't condone my bullshit and you always say it in love. You don't, it's not drama. It don't go on social media. We don't air it the fuck out. Like, as far as nobody knows when we fall out. Maybe a little, who knows? But anyways, but nah, we always we come, yeah, we come back together like glue, no matter what. But every time we come back together in our 16 years, it's been like a relationship. Anything you want, you gotta work for it, even a friendship. So sometimes when you hear these women saying, "I don't trust bitches," you know what I mean? No, I I love the fact that you said it starts within. A lot of us in our community go listen to that accountability episode because we lack accountability for Black women. I feel like we lack correction. And we lack accountability and responsibility for some of the things that we have put ourselves in, some of the situations that we are going through and have been through. And for black men, I think a lot of you lack direction, you know what I mean? And really don't have purpose because you never had a blueprint, you know? And so starting with self, 
is always going to lay the foundation for whatever you want. If you don't work on yourself and you try to get in a relationship with another human being, it's going to be built on quicksand. You got to make sure your foundation is solid, A1 to begin with, before you ever try to bring your, your pull up to another table. You know what I mean? And it starts with self. Self-love is a journey. It's it's a, some place we're not going to get overnight, but we can damn sure start trying. community what are the factors what are you okay let's let's dive into black men what are the factors or how are black men unsuccessful in these unrequited relationships or how are they at fault how are black men to blame for a lot of these unrequited required unrequited excuse me relationships um how are they to blame well like i said earlier since they were kids they were told not to show emotions Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so they suppress a lot of things and then as we are we're girls we're allowed to cry we fall we allowed to cry nobody's telling us like get get your ass up stop acting like a little girl nobody's telling you that so they're taught at a young age that vulnerability is weakness you know what i'm saying so i feel like a lot of times they don't know how to love and then they're also like with black people not all black people because i don't want to put that out there but a majority of them they're too much worried about what others think Right. So I feel like in the black community rapping, it makes you feel like you're a simp for having one girl and loving her correctly. Mm-hmm. They want you to be with her and have a side bitch. And now this new thing, sneaky link, who the fuck wants to be hidden? Right. I'm not no Easter egg. Like right. what the fuck? Who wants <laughs> right. to be hidden? Like, yes. like what, what's, what is it about your self-esteem that you would allow somebody to hide you and you sharing your body with this person? So it's, the community and a lot of black men they lack because the thing is they lack and that's what i was about Mm -hmm. to get into because white men and i'm not a racist person white men they have the highest self-esteem because they are made from to feel like they're better than other races Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so so from the beginning they they be cocky as fuck Mm -hmm. i i've worked with some i've had some friends of them Mm -hmm. so from the beginning they are taught their worth because you know the society they got that white privilege and it's real it's Mm -hmm. real absolutely shout out to the white followers no hate okay so as black men they've been they've been torn down and you know i'm saying they don't get fair treatment in the workplace so that comes to it spills over into your relationships with other people Mm -hmm. you only gonna treat somebody as good as you feel about yourself absolutely it starts within and a lot of women i feel like you, you hit the nail on the head because we'll get into the women, but when it, when it comes to black men, I feel like you guys lack accountability in relationships because you blindside a lot of women. You hide parts of yourself. You only show the best parts of yourself, which I feel like, you know, toxic relationships, yes, it's the norm now. It has been normalized through social media, but I feel like black men participate in that by not, you have women fighting over you. You, you lie to a lot of people. You Nobody is going to look up one day. Nobody agree. I don't care how glorified it is. Don't know woman sign up to be nobody's side bitch. Don't know woman sign up to be nobody's secret. Don't know woman sign up to be hidden from the world. A, a man is supposed to parade what he wants around. It's like the, the best, the, the greatest catch. You know, the biggest catch when we watch that on uh, National Discovery. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they catching that 20 pound fish. They want everybody to see it. Look what I you, caught. You think, you think a man that that's, that don't play that's not 
a man ain't gonna play about what he want period point blank you know what i mean so nobody signs up for these sneaky links but we wear it with a badge of pride and a badge of honor we wear the scarlet letter we proud about the scarlet letter you feel what i mean easy a scarlet letter i feel like with black men to all my brothers like if you tell a woman the truth that's the best thing you can do. A lot of men feel like, oh, I don't want to tell the truth. It's like y'all scared of your decisions. You don't stand on who you are as a man. If you want a lot of women, let them know that. Because if a woman appreciates the, the honest to God's truth, a woman appreciates that. Let us make decisions for ourselves. You find us in situations you have two women pregnant, or you have two women fighting over you, or you have several women, several, several baby mothers, and you're no good to nobody. Because how can you be a father at eight different households, or six different households, or five different households, or more than one different household. The, the goal is for, you know what I mean, a generational legacy. And that don't just mean money. That's not just wealth. The real wealth is your family. Exactly. It's like, how can you show up for all these kids if you ain't even showed up for yourself? Absolutely. And that's the thing. A lot of black males don't show up for themselves. Mm-hmm. They they live in this facade like, you know, okay. So, this example, I was on social media and everybody looks the same mm-hmm. everybody got thousands of gold chains around their neck right. uh, everybody want to get the same car everybody want to dress the same show their money <laughs> and, and it's it's the rappers now know? i was about to say same songs playing the same playlist yeah. of disrespect like, and the same like oh my baby mama the same but you chose this person mm-hmm. how do you sleep with somebody raw and injure somebody and you don't give a fuck about that right like that says a lot about you and your self-esteem like hold yourself to a higher self-esteem that you sleep with people you don't even care about and don't even know don't like don't have that's supposed to be a sacred Mm -hmm. that's supposed to share your body with somebody that you love not just oh i just needed a nut you could jack off right you know what i'm saying right you don't need to just sleep with people that shows your lack of love for yourself and discipline and self-control yeah you know and they weren't taught that you know what i'm saying like a lot of rap songs and movies raised a lot of these black men. Mm. Say that one more time. Rap girl. music <laughs> and movies raised a lot of these black uh, men. You know what I'm saying? And the city girls is raising y'all granddaughters mm-hmm. and y'all nieces. And you know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? We're destroying our community. So I don't, I don't. And when you see people become conscious and aware, they back away from that shit. Mm-hmm. David Banner, for example, mm-hmm. he don't rap about none of that shit no more. He just speaks life and he speaks things because he know what damage he did with his songs. And trying to right your wrongs, you know? Yeah. And a lot of these celebrities, I get it. I'm not, you know, monitor what your kids is listening to. I'm not the leader. I'm not responsible. They love saying that, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, what what, 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 is, your, what are you putting on earth for? What is your legacy? To pop that pussy for a real nigga. Okay, I guess I understand, you know? Yes. And shout out. Megan a Stallion, I, you know, you, you got some catchy stuff, but you're saying this, like, I don't give a fuck these niggas, and you're with one dude. Mm-hmm. You have a boyfriend. Right. Cardi B, you have a husband that you took old back JT in Miami. Yes. They booed up. They booed up. So right. they telling you, fuck these niggas, get their money, make them feel like you love them, and then you Snoop dip got them. a wife. You know, Two chains got a wife. Exactly. Everybody that's destroying their black community are married mm-hmm. to black women. Well, some of them are some beige women, but we ain't going to get into that. <laughs> right. Another but, show. <laughs> you know, that's another... Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, they're telling you what to do, but they're doing the total opposite. So as as a whole, black men and black women, as a whole, you need to stop listening to what motherfuckers is saying and pay attention to what they're doing. 
because their actions is not matching their words. They telling you, fuck a bitch, and he's with this bitch, having babies, getting married. Mm -hmm. But he telling you, fuck a bitch, and you sitting out here empty because you fucking all these people with nothing, and they drawing your energy out, and they taking away from you. They're not depositing into you. And I think this is a good, like, little insert to just talk about the whole Russell Wilson and, um, right. you know, Sierra argument for last week. I'm not really into, you know, on this show about celebrity blogs and gossips and stuff, but it, it fits, the, it fits yeah. the discussion. So, you know, everybody knows. You know, I feel like a lot of men, they don't want a lot of men in our community may not necessarily, when they speak of a woman of peace, they not talking about a woman of peace. Like they want somebody that's not gonna be in their business while they do what they wanna do. So it's almost like they're looking for a victim, yeah. a silly, silly, you know, and they wanna be mister. The kind of women that, or the kind of men that we seek or that we want, like you mentioned earlier, it requires a different type of person. For instance, if you say you want a six figure man, how are your, how's your bank account? You know what I mean? Or if you want a, a woman with a, I guess if you have the money, you could buy whatever woman you want or get whatever woman you want. But if realistically, if you want a woman that, you say you want a woman that's peaceful, are you offering the same thing? You know what I mean? Are you being what you are desiring? Are you, are you, you have to, in order to get anything, that's like me saying, oh, I want a million dollars. I'm gonna buy a lottery tickets. That's one way, you know, that's fine. But what are my chances? So it's very significantly low that if I don't do things to go out and get that million dollars, I'll never have it. Right. So if you're going out, if you're not changing who you are, or if you're not self-reflecting, if you're not looking within as a man, you're never going to attract that. I don't care how it look. I don't care what it looked like on the outside. BBD told you back in the day, never trust the big button to smile. And here half, half of y'all can't even see your kids, not even allowed to be around, not even allowed to be apart. It also starts with accountability, black men. Who are you laying with? Like she, like like Queenie just mentioned, who are you laying with? Who are you sleeping with? Show me your woman and I'll show you you. Cause she a reflection of you. Black women, let's, sisters. In what, in what ways? Okay, for, first of all, I get blocked every other day. <laughs> and I, I just switch apps to talk my shit. <laughs> right, right, girl. Facebook, so here it is. Facebook ain't fuck with me. I'm going on Instagram. Instagram don't fuck with me. I'll see you on TikTok. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I'm about to get a Twitter soon. You, you will see a Twitter, Twitter very soon. But, like, for my, for my queens, my fellow queens, I am more harder on a black woman because that's who I am. That's who I embody. I know that it's not easy. But we make it a lot harder on ourselves. I don't care what kind of pick. I get, like I said, every day I'm a pick me. That's fine. I'm always gonna pick me. Anywho, um, some of the things that we do in our community play a lot of games. A lot of games. One thing about a black man or, or men, black men, you know, that they, they won't love as often as we will. It'll be once, twice, maybe three times in a lifetime. Women, you know, we are able to love and nurture over and over again. So when we get our heart broke, we can heal and lick our own wounds and go back out there and try again. But men, the feelings of rejection, the feelings of betrayal, it's hard to bounce back from that. So I feel like the honesty, being real, and stop using people for their money. You see that these, you know, young ladies are getting hurt, um, thinking that tricking is a, a game. Yes, uh, we've seen so many girls are disappearing. It's because they go on what these artists are telling them, like, get you somebody that can give you some money, and these motherfuckers be crazy. They're narcissistic. Mm -hmm. You know, if they feel like they're providing something for you, they got every right to you. And then once you step out of line, they're ready to kill you. And then you missing, and your family looking for you. Mm -hmm. 
black women, I want you to know that you're worth more than what somebody else can give you because you can give it to yourself. And and I'm not saying that to say that, oh, you got to be independent because black men and black women were made for each other. You know what I'm saying? And you you do need a partner. You know what I'm saying? And mo- many people want you to believe like, oh, I don't need him. You know, well, if you don't need him, then why are you on the county? No, no shade. The county's your partner. If you don't need him, how did you create this baby alone? Are you asexual? Are yeah. you a plant? That's what you I'm saying. I mean? And it's like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't need no nigga, but you need the county. So the county's your nigga. You know what I'm saying? Or your man. So I want a lot of black women to realize that you're worth so much more than that bag, than that purse. Y'all get disrespected. Like, would you rather cry in a Rolls Royce or on a bike? Like, I wouldn't rather cry at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, none of that shit gonna go with you. I would rather remember on my deathbed that I was treated and loved correctly rather than, oh, I had this Birkin, but this nigga was cheating on me and having babies and throwing off your pH balance. He bought me a Birkin and he was busting my head open to the white meat too. You know, and I'm not, no I'm not shade. making, it's no shade. It's no That's the reason that we're having this conversation. That's the reason that I created this podcast on everything I love because our community is very much suffering. And when you happen to mention it to people, only a hit dog on Hollywood. You know how much hit dogs there are on social media? They always. Man, they see them on your page. I get, I, every day. But I, I'm, I mean, I'm built for it. You know what I mean? I feel like black women, take care of yourself first and foremost. I'm not talking about a bag. I'm not talking about the Fashion Nova outfit. I'm not talking about the BBL. I'm not talking about the Lewis, the newest lace front. I'm not talking about the red bottoms. I'm talking about literally take care of yourself. Eat better. Take care of yourself. Have have a self-care day. Spend time with your children. Look to your children. <laughs> what movie is that? I'm just playing, but look to your children and just understand that you come first. You know what I mean? You cannot pour into people what you don't have. It's like a lot of us in these relationships, we're just pouring nothing because we we trauma bonding, you know? Because somebody has given us what we never had in childhood, the attention that we never had. The compliments that we never had, the self, you know, giving, building our self-esteem up, we overlook red flags and make them green sometimes, and we end up suffering. And the thing that I advocate the most is just to get to know people. Stop thinking that you got to meet today and be married tomorrow. That's not the way it works because, you know, the field that we're in, a lot of children they suffer from them sneaky links. A lot of children suffer from those hookups, from the missions. You know what I mean? A lot of children suffer from those booty calls. It's not their fault that they were born into a situation where their parents hate each other because subconsciously they never made that connection. It was just all lust. It was just all hooking up. You know what I mean? It's time to really start digging deep and starting to unpack some of this stuff that has been holding us down for years because we we got to see what's going on and sweep it under the rug. And if we act like we're not hurting, it's going to be another generation. Projection, deflection, and denying what's really what, what's really bothering us. So it's time to really do the inner work in order to see the change in the next generation. I didn't create this podcast for like celebrity gossip and news. I wanted to do something different. But in this case, um, a lot of women, a lot of black women, they ask for Sierra's prayer. Like, sis, how you get them what you say? Like, what, you know? They wanted to know verbatim. 
you know, and then Summer Walker came out with her album and she got Sierra's Prayer where Sierra's reciting, you know, the things that she asked God for, the qualities that she wanted in her man. But also, um, you know, there's a clause in that that a lot of women didn't like. And that was the part where she said, help me work on me, you know, help guide me to choose better, to do better, help, you know, um, open my eyes to what I deserve. And somebody that's going to love me and my son, you know, not only choosing for herself, but the success in her relationship can also be because she chose for her child as well. And in our community, we know, we know them niggas don't be liking y'all kids. You don't let their real daddy see them. Shit, they know. know. You know, yeah, absolutely. But I feel like, how is the accountability, why is that so hard for a lot of black women to master? And accountability with themselves or? Um... As far as like, you know, black women, I'm going to just say it, you know, say it for what it is. At times we do play victim in the situations that we create, been there, done that. Can't, I, I don't need nobody to agree with me. Because exactly. one thing about me, like I said, I check myself before anybody else has to. And I'm going to be real. I'm a realist with myself. I'm a realist in my life. We sign up for a lot of the hurt that we go through. Yes. you. Uh, well, a lot of black women myself included we settled for so much that we did not deserve Mm -hmm. just not I wouldn't say just for me to have a man because you know I've been like I was gonna add like I feel like like you said um especially me very much a a nurturer it's in my DNA like to love Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of black women myself included have been like build a nigga, build a bear, Bob the builder, yeah. put your, Bobisha, Bobisha would build the build. Like we have been, we already like nurturing our baby dolls. We we learned that from the beginning. So when we see some man that's broken or has an issue or has a problem or going through a trial or a tribulation, we feel like put on that hat, girl, trying to fix it, you know. And ain't nothing better than seeing your project. But, but you know and then yes. it ends up with you crying your eyes out and getting hurt because you can't fix nobody you know what I mean they have to want to fix themselves mm-hmm. you can only give people the tools and plant seeds in their head for them to want to change mm-hmm. but you cannot make anybody change and it is our nature to want to nurture people and speak life into people and want people to be their greatest selves and want more for sometimes it's like you want more for people than they want for themselves but me as me being me and with my experience and I'm holding myself accountable Mm -hmm. is that I would pour into so many people Mm -hmm. and never poured into myself Mm -hmm. and then I had to ooh that just gave me chills right Um, I never poured into myself you know I would be pouring into everybody speaking life into everybody and I would be so empty because I'm pouring and pouring and pouring and I'm never giving myself the same love that I've given everybody else I'm never giving myself the same care that I gave everybody else friendship relationship you know, family. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people in relationships, myself included, you feel like at a certain point you try, like the uh, the reciprocated love, you know it ain't gonna come. Not the way you want it. So you have to look at this person and not, and stop thinking about the past. They were so nice when we met. Red flags, hello. People have flaws. People have things that they hide, parts of themselves that they never show. Tell it's too late or tell you're too vested. But also these same people you know understanding that it's something within you that is attracting this person or it's something that you're not giving yourself that you're trying to give others and sometimes you feel like you're so much like you're so invested that you don't want to give up like sometimes like I said the hurt 
it feels better than healing because healing is going to be painful. And when you're hurting, if somebody's hurting you, at least they're with you. When you're healing, you got to do that by yourself. Nobody can do that for you. That's why a lot of us don't want to do it, you know, because it requires crying. It requires digging. It requires everybody think healing is just beautiful quotes on Instagram that you read. And it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, this quote, you know, it says, he ain't shit, leave him. Or it says, you know, King, you deserve, know your worth, King. It sounds good, but the work behind it is very, it, it requires you to break your own heart and relearn. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I feel as though, like what I was saying earlier is like, I poured so much in other people, I never poured in myself. Mm-hmm. The love that I was showing them was more important than the love that they were giving me back. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that comes from childhood, mm-hmm. from trauma with my dad, you know, because I would always call him and be so excited to talk to him. And it's no disrespect, and I'm not trying to put him on blast. If you know me and you know who my dad is, we got a cool relationship now. But in the past, when I was a kid, I would call, and I would be so excited to tell him stuff, and he just sounds so like, mm. oh, okay, so dry with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that builds up like a wall and a complex. It's just like if the man that helped create life with my mother is this way with me, what are they going to do? And I kept... You know, I was always guarded and setting myself up for a disappointment. Like I said, I was emotionally unavailable and I thought that I was. Subconsciously, I was not. Okay, I got a question for you. When did it start to make sense that you needed to change a couple things about yourself? And was it hard? Was it hard, like, as far as did you deny it or did you suppress it or did you just act like it wasn't there? Like, when did, what was your aha moment? My aha moment was I kept meeting the same person in different bodies mm. that was aha Ooh, oh my god and i was like and i would call and i would talk to nisa and i'd be like why is people hurting me why is they hurting me why is they hurting me and then i had to check myself like why the fuck is you hurting yourself mm. why do you keep attracting the same person i had to look and break myself apart and break myself down and fix the parts of me that was attracted to these type of individuals right right. that couldn't love me correctly Mm -hmm. no amount of me loving you and caring about you and speaking life into you is helping me in any form Mm. you know what i'm saying because if it's not reciprocated clean up woman yes that's what what i was doing mm. i was cleaning up the shit that they mama did fucking betty right yeah and it was wrong (laughs) you know what i'm saying and i was just like and i had to sit there and realize and focus on myself and healing like I'm still healing I'm right. still a work in progress right. but I've been I'm further than I was the day before mm-hmm. I, and you know what I'm saying and I would never subject myself to that type of relationship anymore if you can't give me what I'm giving you or more I'm out Right. I'm out because I gotta love me more than anything absolutely and I think for me with seeing my parents together seeing them work through things seeing them you know, have have a falling out in front of my face and then able to come back together in a couple hours or in a day. Um, It just taught me never give up loyalty. It taught me, despite what's going on, if if love is all you have, that's all you need. You know, well, if you have love, that's all you need. It's enough. And taking that into the dating world is way different than your household. You know, in your household, you get the love back. You get the reciprocation back. You know, you get the validation from your parents or your parent, the adults in your life, the caregivers in your life, your siblings. You get the validation of who you are. But the first time you meet somebody, when you have a high self-esteem about yourself and they drop the ball, 
it's like almost like do you know who I am you know what I mean like you but it does it does dig at your self-esteem and it makes it makes you question yourself it's like am I who I thought am I am I who I thought I am, am I is it that, did, did my heart just they fumbled again like you know what I mean so I feel like taking it out into the world of dating was very difficult for me because I wanted to just pour drown them in love you know because yeah. that's I was drowned in love by both parents you know so I my dating staff my dating was very much me being a rock I know how to be so, I'm very very solid woman ask, ask about me you know you ain't got a great job on paper but we know I just feel like every every person I was with it was a different problem this one mama issues this one baby mama issues this one you know childhood issues so it, it was always confronting me that you know some I had to fix it I had to I've had to fix like I'm almost like this nigga's therapist or you know this brother this brother's therapist <laughs> or you know I'm this I'm this king's therapist I'm this king's mom I'm this king's lawyer like always in position of suited and booted and ready to go to war but not getting that energy not getting it back getting like the bare minimum it's like you in a ring boxing by yourself. Mm-hmm. You shadow boxing, Absolutely. whatever they call yes, that. Yes. And to to piggyback on what I said earlier, when you asked me what was my aha moment, mm-hmm. and then when I had came to that realization, I want to give you a shout out because you told me these people are not magic. Mm-hmm. You, what you see in them makes them feel magical. When you take that away, they're nothing. Right, right. You told Absolutely. me I made them magical, mm-hmm. and you made me realize my worth because mm-hmm. I had lost you know, knowing my worth for so long because it's like you pouring, and pouring, and pouring. And you don't have nothing left for yes, yourself. Absolutely. And the self, you looking at yourself in the mirror like, what am I? And you done built some people up and they got the highest self-esteem. And we mentioned it's not overnight. Nobody expects to get into these relationships, you know, where where you're not getting what you know you deserve. It's, it's a shame. You feel shameful. And a lot of us don't talk about it. We, 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 we like posts about, oh, you know, we, we post the pictures of these people that we love and we care about, but inside we're suffering. Behind the photos, we're embarrassed and we're ashamed of what we're settling for. We're ashamed that, damn, this person can't get it right. Like, am I worth it? Then when somebody can't speak your love language or they refuse to, or they're just mis- misusing you and they know you're not going nowhere, taking you for granted, manipulating you and all these things, gaslighting you, you really believe these things and it's, it makes it harder to leave. So that's why I always advocate when you see these red flags and in the beginning you gotta go because the same reason the same way you get with somebody the same reason you're gonna be you're gonna, you're gonna leave them you know what i mean it's gonna cause a breakup yeah you gotta just dip you know what i'm saying choose you first you're the most permanent thing in your life mm-hmm. choose you first always and i never used to choose me first i would always put somebody else's hurt before mine mm-hmm. it's been like i would talk on the phone with guys for hours they going through something i'm there for them and then when i'm going through something it's like oh it's gonna be okay it's a short you know it's a short conversation right right. i'm gonna call you back later and it's just like i don't deserve that i deserve my equal or somebody that's loving me more than i love them absolutely and i think for young men for our, our kings it's also like knowing that a woman that's for you you know, we know uh, most of the time a man is an aggressor, but we know it's a lot of hot-headed women out here. But anyways, the person that you're with, not saying that toxic is a good thing, it's not. We don't want you to bring that to anyone's, you know, bringing that baggage into your new relationship or whatever. But if somebody is igniting the, the fire and adding more fuel to the fire instead of extinguishing the fire, that's a big red flag. You know, if somebody is not calming you down, 
and they actually hyping you up to get in trouble to hurt yourself to hurt them you want to check check your relationships a lot of times we it's not that we don't we're not tired and we're not ready to go it's just the fact that sometimes you're selfish enough and don't want nobody else to have the piece of shit you got let's be clear let's be very real you know what i mean yes uh like well this is my shit you know and this is my trash i'm gonna keep it like no let somebody else deal with that trash let that trash get a trash ass bitch and then they could be trashed together and have trash ass children and i'm not trying to be disrespectful i'm just saying like you're only as good as your partner so with that being said heal those parts of you so that you'll be able to when somebody comes in your life you will be able to recognize it men and women included because there's some men that you know i i've experienced i got niggas from 10 years ago trying to get back with me and there's no chance in motherfucking hell and if you're listening to this podcast i'm letting you know right now (laughs) please stop please stop it's no chance in hell you know and i'm it's no not to be ghetto but i'm being real and raw and that's i'm just shouting you out it's no chance in hell but and it's because when you have somebody that genuinely loves you and it's reciprocated appreciate that oftentimes people take shit for granted versus like you got grandparents or your parents you take them for granted because you think they're gonna be here forever and we know with the pandemic it killed so many people off it was so much loss for people that thought that people were gonna stick around forever like you didn't think i didn't think what's her name betty white was gonna die i was low-key sad because i'm like this is an old lady like i done seen her on thousands of movies right you know and but you take a lot of things for granted and and it's like heal those parts of you so when you can appreciate things for what they are and give people their flowers while they're here it's oftentimes that black men and black women you'll have somebody good and you'll fuck it over because you're thinking oh this singleness looks good. I want to go to the club. I want to do this. And she down my throat about what I'm doing. And he down my throat and he's smothering me. But then you go out into that world after you done lost that person that was really for you and had your back when nobody else in the world had. You go out into that world and you experience so much loss and grief. And then you sitting there and you got to sit with yourself because you done fucked over. Because I'm telling you, when you get a blessing, it's rare that you get it twice when you messed it up so recognize when you do have somebody good in your life and if you can't recognize it i suggest that you don't date anybody you date yourself and you heal your motherfucking self that way when you're ready emotionally mentally when you are ready you will know it and that is the thing that will be more successful for the black community and black love is if you work on yourself instead of trying to get fill voids for that moment think for a lifetime if you want a husband if you want a wife work on yourself heal those parts of you that causes you to hurt the people that's trying to heal you to help you heal because can't nobody heal you but yourself but those people that's trying to help you heal that's aiding you know that's supporting you and that's there for you often i'm telling you it's really sickening it's like motherfucker you didn't love me when i loved you but now that you done went out there in the world and you experienced all these yams you want to come back like, oh, I love you. You want to tell me things. It's been years. Like, come on now. It is a concept of black love, healthy black love. 
is it attainable sis and if if so what must one do to get real black love um it's most definitely attainable it's when you become your highest self that it will work out for you you got to heal those parts of you and your partner has to be healed or healing or in the process to make things work because two broken people is not going to work it's just going to break you get what i'm saying so i believe that black love is absolutely attainable even though what we see what's going on around us and you know and what is being displayed on social media or in life or in circles that you've been around because if you see a lot of shit and you just like well damn is this attainable because you know because absolutely because all you've seen is baby mama baby daddy you know not no disrespect because to each his own but if you value marriage and having a two-parent household for your child and then all you see in is baby mama and baby daddy don't let social media take that from you exactly. that's why i said you got to cultivate what you want to see i follow the black love page i follow melanin shade room i follow pages that show black couples in love because despite popular belief 94 percent of black women marry black men and like 86 percent of black men marry black women so I know that the TV is throwing all these interracial relationships at you. Like we said to each they own, don't come over here. Don't don't get hit, dog. Don't holler. Don't holler. But the truth is that it's a lot of propaganda keeping us from one another. So to love a black person, despite what you see, despite what you hear every single day, despite 500 plus years of doing everything in their power, even incentivizing you not to be together, to, to still choose to do that is a revolutionary act. And if that's what you want, speak it, pray on it, meditate on it, manifest it. Whatever you believe, you can have that shit. What, what did you say one time? We had a conversation where you said people will desire it in their heart, but speak like they don't. You don't have to. You could care. It's okay to care. It's okay to want longevity with a black person. You know what? Because you manifesting that shit with your mouth they say speak what you seek till you see what you say so if you saying fuck these niggas but in your heart fuck these niggas because it sound popular mm-hmm. and in your heart you really want a nigga it's gonna be fuck these niggas because all you gonna meet is niggas you're not gonna meet no genuine man mm-hmm. if you're gonna keep meeting what you keep speaking mm-hmm. always speak life speak peace speak positivity all that negative stuff we've been through so much black people as a whole black men and women and it's time for y'all to help each other you know what i'm saying like the world has tore you down so much build each other back up and go from there and stop the blame game we gotta take black men take accountability for y'all and y'all brothers and home y'all hold y'all brothers y'all homeboys y'all cousins y'all homies y'all relatives accountable when they fucking up when they disrespecting a black woman when they putting their hands on a black woman when they trying to talk talk to underage black women when they are predatory check these motherfuckers same with black women Check your fellow sisters and daughters and mothers when they're keeping black children from their parents. When they're fighting other black women over a man. When they're sleeping with another black woman's man. Check them. Stop condoning that shit. Stop being a yes man or yes woman. Even if my siblings, my best friends, my parents, whoever, they could be mad at me. You ain't gonna be mad forever. I'm not gonna condone no bullshit. Period, point blank, I'm not. And it's up to us in the black community to rise to the accountability a lot of times people hang around with people who reflect them so when it's five drama people full of drama and toxicity you're gonna be the six 
If it's five bosses around, you're going to be the six. So sometimes you can't even check your friends because y'all all going through the same shit and nobody want to change. Nobody want to be different. The popular thing to do is sink when we can all be swimming. They, that's that thing where they say you in the same boat and some of them be thinking it's a yacht. Mm-hmm. So they feel like if you give them, well, your situation ain't no better. Like, mm-hmm. it don't even matter about that. And that's that. not even true friendship if you can't take correction. A lot of us, that's the thing in our community. When somebody try to collect, cor- correct you respectfully, now it's only God can judge. Now you want to deflect. What about your situation? Now you want to throw a tantrum like a baby. Now you want to cut people off. Ladies, this just popped into my head, but... If, the, if a relationship ends with your children's father or your children's dad or children's fathers, whatever, if that's between you and the father or you and the parent. Same with fellas. That's between you and the parent. When your relationships end, that's why we said sneaky link. I don't condone sneaky link culture. Because when these relationships end, you guys think that the relationship between the children got to end too. That's not... That's why you date for love. You date for like. Like, date for longevity. Don't just live in the moment. You have to think about the future you know because it's so oftentimes you just in that moment you sleeping with this person you have no emotional connection to this person and it's just like all you know is that he got good dick and her pussy good that's all you know about mm-hmm. each other and that's why over the pandemic a lot of people a lot of relationships failed because you had to actually sit there and get to know the person it wasn't no going out to the club drinking or going, going to work 40 or, hours or going week. to work because mm-hmm. a lot of y'all was only got to get along 48 hours <laughs> yeah only got to get along right. when you come back from work and y'all both mm-hmm. talking about oh shit i was mad at work to bullshit and that's how and it's a lot of trauma bonding going on and you didn't know this person and then when you got to you had to sit with this person during this time in quarantine and you realize i really don't like this motherfucker and a lot of people was jet so as say as a whole you guys we have to do better mm-hmm. myself included i'm not perfect and i i just show up as me every day and i try to improve myself every day and that's all that we could do is try to improve our situation and um, what was I? I was gonna say it was on the tip of my tongue, and I just forgot. But that's the realness of the podcast. <laughs> and just in the same, in the same breath, always remember that your work is your own. Yeah, it's okay to while you're healing, talk to people, date people, be intentional with what you're doing. Don't put on, don't expect another human being to carry their baggage, their trauma, their emotions on top of yours. That's unfair. It's not right. You know what I mean? It's not right. You know what I mean? But you can't heal with another person. You can inspire them. You cannot heal for them. As you mentioned, sis, you know what I mean? You cannot heal for them, but you can inspire the change. You can be the catalyst to which you love yourself. You know what I mean? You pouring into yourself and that's you teaching somebody how to love. But that does not mean that if they don't respect you, if they don't, if they're not speaking your love language, if they're not trying, if they're not matching your effort, that you gotta keep giving and giving and giving. That's not what I'm saying. But love takes work work on both parts. And if you think you ever gonna get to 30, 40, 50 plus years and not go through ups and downs, you're sadly mistaken. There's no magic pill, there's no perfection. Progress is you know, there's no perfection, progress is good. You'll never find a perfect person. Think about you. Think about how hard it is for you to change and grow and evolve and be the best you could be. Now think about putting that on somebody else. Either you get with somebody or you don't. A lot of times you get into relationships and you're thinking about five years from now instead of today. And then you look up five years have passed passed, and it's the same person. And now you're mad about all the time. You get mad at yourself. Get mad enough to get out. 
get mad enough to, you know what I mean, to show your kids that stop always there for the kids. Like, be happy. Choose yourself first. All your kids are going to do is choose that same kind of person and you're going to see your same behaviors in your child. And to change the, to change this generational curse, to change anything about what we want to, you know, what we want to end for this generation, we got to get real that it exists. We got to get real that it's been passed down. Granny may not have a man. Mama may not have a man. But that's okay. You can have a man. If you're in love and he treats you right, you can have a man. You ain't got to believe that. Exactly. It be, But it becomes people, some people's norm. And they like, this is what I deserve. I want to go piggyback on that. Because when I was younger, this was my plan. I was like, when I'm 25, I'm going to get a boyfriend. And I'm going to sleep with him. And I'm going to get pregnant. And I'm not going to tell him. And he's not going to be in life. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I had to check myself like, girl, you deserve somebody to be at that hospital with you by your bedside, your baby sick, and y'all both there. You deserve somebody to take a night shift when you got a newborn and that needs to be fed every two hours. You deserve help. Just because that was the norm that all you seen was people that didn't have that. You get to choose your life. You don't have to settle for what you've seen or being accustomed to. And that's what I had to learn. And it's all about holding yourself accountable because I was really thinking ill like that's crazy if you think I'm gonna be with a baby by myself and you ain't changing no diapers and no 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 I deserve and my children my future children deserve a two-parent household and deserve to see their mother and their father be loved correctly and for all the dumb for all the dumb dumbs in the world we do mean it's a healthy two-parent household because a lot of people well, what if the parent we ain't talking like Everything we speak is of positivity, is of growth, is of elevation. We never want children, especially black babies, traumatized in situations and environments that don't serve them, that is not conducive to the life that, you know, that they deserve. Every black parent, every black child deserves to have, even if not in a household, a relationship with two parents, access to two parents and access equality. You know what I mean? Those relationships where everybody just think mama is the most important. Dad matters. His opinions matter. You know what I mean? What he his, his what he his vision for his children matters. A lot of women act like it doesn't, you know. And a lot of women they just hop on a bandwagon of people not helping. And for the fathers out there, just step up. For the mothers out there, step up. And we can do this. Like we really can. Our community can be the vision that we see, the vision that we set forth. Forth. If we're intentional with who we're laying with, if we're intentional with who who's who our company is, the company that we're keeping, if we're intentional with everything that we're doing and every step that we're making, our community could be healed overnight. That's just what it is. It's about who's willing to do the work, who's willing to try, who's willing to step up, and who's willing to put 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 sneaky links to the side, who's willing to put sexual, who's willing to practice sexual discipline until you really meet somebody. How are you giving up your, your body before your heart? Like, that's a red flag and that's an issue within. When you start working on yourself, and you're aware of it, and you're, you're not running from yourself anymore, you can really face the mirror and knock down all these beliefs and, you know, dispel all these negative things that your, your family have taught you that was right. It's going to be scary. But it's up to you to heal these curses. They start with us. Let it end with us. They didn't start with us, but let it end with us. <laughs> family we've reached the end of our 15th episode i just want to send a big shout out to every new and returning listener 
each new country added. It makes me so excited to keep going and keep pushing these episodes out. But do us a favor. And please, if you like this episode, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode, leave us a rating and review on Spotify and Anchor or Apple. To get in touch with us, send us an email at officialairtfout at gmo.com. That's officialairtfout at gmo.com. Follow us on TikTok for more updates at Air the Fuck Out Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Air the Fuck Out Podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Eric underscore TF out podcast. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for coming back week after week. Once again, it's your girl, Queen Smoke. And Queenie. See y'all next week. It's a wrap.